Dungeons of Seven Galleon podcast that is 50% rewatch, 50% first time watch, and 100% trauma. My name is Joe. I use any and all pronouns. My name is Chris. I use he, him pronouns. And I, for one, am loving how much, like, I don't know if the listener could tell, but, like, Joe just had to, like, slog themselves through, like, a whole, like, process of getting ready to start this. I just love uh-huh. the, the fatigue this episode has caused us. It is 3 p.m. in the <laughs> afternoon on a beautiful Sunday here in West Michigan. And I am drained. I have been drained by this episode. There were so many things dropped on me very quickly that I have to confront uh, head on now. (laughs) Yeah. This is episode eight of the anime and the podcast. Uh, We we tend to do one for one. And and we're going to, this is called, uh, what, Asuka Strikes? That was the second title. I honestly don't remember the first one. This says Asuka's arrival in Japan. Okay, that's that was the first one, yeah. Uh, came out November twenty second, nineteen ninety five. What up? Damn. This episode's older than I am. I was I was three. Hell yeah, nineties babies. What up? Only nineties kids remember this. Asuka's arrival in Japan. That is. Oh shit! So this episode <laughs> introduces Asuka. It also introduces someone named Kaji. Um, Fuck him, by the way. I just had to get it. I have to get that out of my system before we go any further. Fuck. I literally, my notes say in all caps, fuck Kaji. I hate him so bad. We'll get into Kaji. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was literally thinking, oh, Asuka shows up next. When does Kaji show up? That's the only other character I can think of having to worry about. And side by side. Oh, I'm worried. (laughs) Lots of shit this episode, both in terms of character like characterization that I think we'll have to talk about and unpack and also just like plot machinations like behind the scenes are happening. This episode opens and ends with with Gendo on the phone. Um and uh it's it's my turn to do the recap so I guess I'll just fucking like a like an Evangelion unit grabbed by an angel be dragged into it rather than dive in. There you go. It opens up with Gendo on the phone. Uh he is I don't know who he's talking to. We can probably may- maybe assume by the end of the episode. Actually, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, he's talking about some cargo that is uh, coming to Nerve across the Pacific. We cut to Masato, Shinji, Toji, and Kensuke on a fucking field trip in a helicopter, uh, flying presumably to that delivery thing on the on the ocean, uh, and they get to. Uh, a fleet of ships. Uh, Kinsuke is drooling over these, um, you know, machinations of war. Uh, they they land. We see a silhouette of, uh, if we remember from the preview last time, Asuka, but a girl with long red hair and in this, like, yellow dress. Eventually, and then we see them all meet her. We'll talk about that scene probably for a long time uh, when we get to it. And we learn that she is the second child. She pilots Unit 02. And then when they are talking to the captain of the ship they're on, I think it's also the captain of the whole fleet, the like UN Navy is how it's referred to. Um, he seems to have a chip on his shoulder and they all hate nerve and they're uh, mean to Masato, who mostly puts up with it pretty well. They start talking about Asuka and then Kaji shows up, who is this man with a ponytail. <laughs> uh, Asuka knows him, and Masato knows him, and Asuka thinks that Shinji's boring, 
and uh, also seems to have a chip on her shoulder about this great third child who's so talented and oh he's uh kaji talks to asuka in one scene and says like oh he got 40 percent sync rate without like any training and she's like what the fuck it's fucked up uh and she went i don't know she thinks very highly of herself there's a scene at a dining table where kaji says some shit and like is like weirdly like playing footsie with masato under the table i'm sure we'll talk about that and link you already did say fuck Kaji. That's, that's, uh, check that off the I'm list. I'm sure I'll say it again by the time this thing's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's clear that, like, they know each other. This, uh, I, I read on the wiki that it is referred to, they, they refer to him as an old flame. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we dive deeper in depth. But then after that, Asuka goes to show off her Eva unit to Shinji and says like ah the one that you had was a prototype test model and this one's the real deal this one's made for combat uh it's red it has four eyes it's pretty cool looking her plug suit's also red we'll see in a little bit uh because an angel attacks there's a lot of lip service from the UN Navy talking about how they are like ah we're gonna deal with this and Masato tries to uh chime in with a haven't you ever heard of the at field <laughs> uh your weapons won't go through it we have to use an eva and they're like hey you're not allowed up here this is authorized personnel anyway uh and eventually completely unrelated to this asuka is just like oh shit there's an angel we're gonna go for it so she gets in it she makes shinji put on one of her red plug suits breastplates and all he's very uncomfortable about it he goes into whatever it's called plug i guess with with her she has to switch the settings to Japanese because he won't he doesn't know German. They they start to fight together, but it's they can't do much because they're trying not to fall in the water. Uh but then they do. Uh, and the the Eva unit, they say it's can't fight underwater with B type equipment, which is I think just you know, it's just a thing we gloss over for it can't do it. And um <laughs> and they fight it. Uh they end up um like it's attached to, like, the power cord thing on one of the boats. They end up reeling it back in after it gets caught in the angel's big fishy mouth. And uh, it's, like, fucking Castlevania red orb shit is, like, in its mouth. They uh, they end up holding it open, and as it, they're being reeled in, they this is Masato's idea to get the UN to, uh, to do this, is to essentially have two ships ram into it as they get fished up. And then blast all their cannons on it, and the whole thing explodes. It kind of makes it seem like they're getting people off the ships. It's it's glossed over. Someone had to fire the cannons, but we'll, I, again, <laughs> I think we'll talk about that. And uh, somewhere in the middle there, Kaji leaves. He has a phone call with clearly Gendo about, like, this is more than you said, Gendo. And then he leaves on a plane to deliver something, and the episode ends with Ritsuko saying some stuff to Masato about good data. Their sync rate, like Asuka and Shinji had really good sync rate. Um, this is now the world ends with you. And they, uh, it ends with, the episode ends with Gendo and Kaji and his little, like, weird class four office uh, with a, a case. And he's like, this is the, the keystone for the, the instrumental, the human instrumentality project. And Gendo says, yes, this is the first human being, Adam. And then Asuka goes to school and it, Every all the all the boys are like, oh no, a girl. The end. Fucking whiplash there in the last thirty seconds, but <laughs> yeah, a little bit. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is it I miss anything that you want to? I don't think so. The, the, the only thing I had like a tiny detail, and it's really not like a, a huge game changer, but like I don't know, like. I, I liked that uh, specifically like Masato's plan. It's her plan, but the reason she comes to it is that Toji makes a comment about fishing. Like, oh yeah, like Toji's dumbass being around there like helps out in the end. Toji and Kinsuke are there the whole fucking time. Yeah, and, and Toji's, tell... Toji's very proud of his little baseball cap. Yeah, and it gets stepped on. Yep, he gets he gets disrespected. <laughs> so I know. Kaji and Asuka are really the the big things to talk about. I think this episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to start there or uh, work our way there. I mean, ba- baseline, fuck Kaji. We were already on that page. Yeah, he sucks. Fuck him and his four little chin hairs. Yeah, I he's hate got him. that like he's 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 like working towards that like Shaggy Rogers look. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't, oh my god, he really is. He's yeah, Shaggy with a ponytail. Yeah, Kaji sucks. He's not in this episode much, but his impact is very pr- profound. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's the thing I'll say, is that like, even though I hate the character, I think he's uh, handled well in this. Like, he instantly feels like a big deal. Yeah, it's it's very believable, like, right away from how he interacts with, like, Masato and Asuka, that he has, like, a history. Yeah, and he, he, feels, like he, has a, he feels like he has a big, important presence, and I think that how much I dislike him is, like, intentional and good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, that, like, he sucks— he is, I think, misogynistic is the word I'll use. And we already know that he's, like, working very closely with Gendo. Basically, all the different ways that people can be bad in this show, he's checking all those boxes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the only person who doesn't seem to think he's, like, the only person who says anything positive about him, well, I think Asuka, you know, clearly is, like, uh, I think, ah, uh, this sucks to say out loud, but she's kind of seem he kind of seems to Asuka like Masato is to, to Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks a lot to to think about. But Shinji is like the only person who really says anything positive about him in this Mas- episode. Masato does fun. too for a moment, which like at the time kind of confused me. But I think in hindsight, I, it, I'm it i torn. I, I had thoughts about the different ways we're, we're shown Masato's reactions to Kaji. Because I think some of them are like right on the money. Like, oh, that's like a, a real thing someone would do. But then like there was a moment where like she speaks positively about him in a moment that felt like a weird time to do it in the way that she did. Because we had just seen the scene where like he made her extremely uncomfortable like what uh what what does she say i don't remember specifically um do you i I don't remember either i think she was kind of just saying that he's clever like toji said something like i don't i don't like that dude and then she said something like oh like he's a smart guy and sometimes like being like that can make you sarcastic or whatever but she's saying it with like a smile on her face like she's kind of like she's thinking about like the the, clearly the, the parts of him that that she liked when they were like whatever they were which that's fine, but it just felt weird to go right from the scene where she was mortified at the things he was saying about her in front of everybody to like her wistfully smiling, and be like, "Well, he's got a good traitor too." Like it just like it felt like the wrong time to do that. Like I felt like that happening yeah. was fine, but like it re- like took me out of it for a second. That yeah, the yeah. first half of this episode moves really quickly in like just really hard cuts between scenes that we're not really sure how much time is between them. But yeah, because Shinji's like, oh, he was funny and lively," and they're like, "He's a sarcastic asshole." And, yeah, and I, uh, whatever Misato says about, like, well, he's, you know, he's good at something. Yeah, it was weird that Shinji liked him. The, yeah, it no, it seemed out of character. It's weird. Shinji's got a whole fucking deal when it comes to, like, I don't know if he's just like, hey, someone who seems like an adult who has their shit seemingly together, he's confident, like this confident masculine figure, 
is interacting with me in a way that I find remotely positive. Shinji also has, like, the parts of him that are disapproving of Masato. That, it, that you know, Shinji has his own misogyny <laughs> going on. Um, we talked about it a bunch last time. Uh, and maybe this kind of invalidates any growth that might have come from the last episode's ending. Um, but I think Kaji's, like, sarcastic, you know, dragging Masato. I think Shinji's like, oh, yeah, cool. We're on the, I'm on the same page with this guy. Not realizing... He- everyone else's discomfort or something yeah i guess when you put it like that it, it makes more sense i kind of like was thinking until you said that, that i don't really buy that he likes him like even though he like i think it is, co- he doesn't know anything about him, him. yeah like because I don't, I don't know like it just it's really quick yeah it's basically i definitely get where uh, a kid like shinji is like uh well i don't know i guess it's still kind of hard for me to figure out what is and isn't in character for shinji because like we've seen kind of several different sides of him now mm-hmm and yeah, because like I was gonna say, I guess I get where like a kid like that would want the approval of someone to be like, uh, like, oh, like yeah, I've heard of you, and you're like cool and famous in 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 my neck of the woods and whatever. Like, yeah, but then that's also true. like we got, the the, first... we got, but then we got the scene where like um he first told the people in the classroom that he was like the Ava pilot, and like we didn't even see his reaction to it, so it wasn't important. Like, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe you're right though that it's different coming from like an adult male figure. Yeah, like Shinji's like, why do you know my name? Yeah, uh, when Kaji's like says something to him. He's like, ah, oh, you're 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 famous. You're like the the great third child. You did all this cool stuff with the Eva, and then he makes some remark about Masato tossing and turning in her sleep, which is like several layers of concerning. Yeah, it's not even just like I'm making a remark like to slyly suggest to the party that I have formerly slept with this woman that is like your boss or whatever, but also your roommate. And what are you implying about her her relationship with Shinji? It's just a lot of bad, a lot of things. And like, it's I, I, people's reactions in it, in this scene, um, it, it's kind of played off as a joke. And yeah. I think that's just like the Eva tone problem of like, it kind of is and isn't like, this is serious. And like Masato's, you know, reaction to it is like, ser- like she's very clearly uncomfortable and that's real. Uh, but then, yeah, like it's also the over dramatized, like anime stuff, except for Shinji. Like, it's, it's Asuka, Toji, and Kinscare that are all like, whoa, adults be fucking, I guess. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah, it, it is very tonally weird. And then it's added in with Shinji being like, oh, haha. And then I don't think he finishes his thought. I don't think he answers Kaji. No, I don't think he, I don't think he did either. That, yeah, that scene is kind of hard to nail down now. Because I think, like, at the time, I was reading it purely as, like, the serious thing that it is but you're definitely right about like the reactions and the fact that we never have it really addressed in any meaningful way again after that like maybe the show wasn't mm-hmm. taking it as seriously as i was well i don't know there's like there's stuff in that scene where like she, uh he's like you know like lightly kicking her under the table yeah um and then like she like sits up and moves her legs away from his and that's mm-hmm. when he like makes the remark to, to shinji about her um and it's just like i don't know it's like he's just controlling the scene uh like the whole time yeah and i i think that's probably the most important takeaway is that he has this ability to control rooms and conversations yeah and 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 the the backstory with 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 masato and everything yeah that's actually i feel like maybe like uh putting into words some of the reason why i got the impression of like this character is like a a big like a big presence and a big deal is because you're Mm -hmm. right like when he's around it's like yeah He's kind of in charge. Yeah, yeah. Of, of all, what's all, the, all the scenes he's in pretty much revolve around him. When he first shows up, he's told that he's not allowed on the bridge, and like Masato and Asuka react to him. And then this scene that we've been talking about for a while, 
and then uh, right after this, Asuka is talking to Kaji like on some balcony outside, uh, and he talks about how you know his his you know Asuka's like surprised at all the information that he has about like oh he's got this super high sync rate without any practice and you know she's developing more and more of this like i hate shinji i want to be yeah. better than him stuff um which is it's i mean it's more nuanced than that but we've only seen her in this episode right um and then later when uh you know he's on the phone with gendo he's like giving some important stuff for him he's clearly got more information than anyone else on this fucking boat because he seems to imply that like when what he says to Gendo, he says like an angel attack is more than you promised. It makes it imply that like the angels are shit that Gendo has control over, uh, or, or or like knowledge of or something. And Gendo's like, ah, I sent a, a you know a backup Eva pilot. You'll be fine. If anything gets too bad, just leave. And then Kaji does eventually leave. Yeah, that scene ends up kind of warping around him too. First, Kinsuke notices this cool plane come up. And then uh, Asuka's like, oh, Kaji's in it. And he's like, I have a delivery to make by. And then they're all just like, he ran away. Yeah, that was one of the, the moments with her reactions to him that I, I thought was really, really good. Was like, uh, he shows up in the plane and Masato's like happy to see him. Like, oh, thank God he's going to help. And then he's just like, I have a delivery mm-hmm. to make. I'll see you later. And she's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty real. <laughs> it's good. It's like the it's honestly like the reverse Han Solo. Like when he leaves uh, in New Hope and then comes back and it's like, "Oh, he's got a heart of gold. He's back to help in his plane." Like this time it's like, mm-hmm. "No, the asshole in the plane is just an asshole in the plane and he's gone." Yeah. And then uh yeah, he leaves and we see him again at the end of the episode delivering whatever the fuck Adam. I mean, we know what Adam is, but like what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> a tadpole looking yeah, little The first human being? What? Like in a suitcase? In little a tadpole suitcase. in a suitcase? Uh-huh. Looking like a shrimp. His name's Adam. His name's Adam. Creationism is real. It's wild. It's <laughs> wild. He just opens up a briefcase and there's a little, 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 apparently human in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, encased in bakalite. What is that? That's not a word I know. Uh, me neither. I'm Googling it. Uh, oh, hold on. Sometimes spelled bakalite or polyoxybenzamethylengicolahydride. Helpful. Is the first plastic made from synthetic components. It's just a plastic a thermosetting phenol formaldehyde resin formed from a sure all right so it, formaldehyde's a part of it that makes sense <laughs> sure i'll take it yeah now we can buy that there's a human being in this suitcase i just wanted to know if it like when i saw that it wasn't a blue link going to the wiki i was like oh so this is like a real thing yeah and i wanted to know what it was and right it's a, no it's for, good a plastic made from uh reactions to formaldehyde so sure yeah i guess why not? A living uh, tadpole man could be in it. <laughs> now all of you can run home to your parents and be like, Mom, Dad, I learned something from my anime podcast today. <laughs> it's how to, it's it's the other really long word for backlight that I already fucking polyoxybenzolethothinol fucking that shit. <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> um I think I think we've pretty much covered Kaji's through line in this episode. That do yeah, we they, wanted. They kind of just do the same thing this episode they did with Ritsko last time, where, like, it's like, oh, there's, like, a, a situation happening that the Eva pilots have to deal with, and then, like, someone's like, oh, Gendo, all according to plan, except for, like, the parts that weren't, but basically all according mm-hmm. to plan, and then, like... Keikaku. Yeah, it's just the fucking, like, we're, 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 like, seeing these little, like, conspiracies, like, playing out. Yeah, yeah, it's... We, we see who is in control in, in all of these, like, episodes. It's not, like... Uh, it's... It's setting stuff up. It's not like 
but not in the sense where it's like you're gonna get to episode 25 and it'll be like ah gendo the whole time was bad it's like very clear that he's doing shit all the time yeah which like i mean like i think that's probably good like why waste time like that dude is so clearly a fucking supervillain from the second they show his face like why Uh why why bother trying to convince us that he's not yeah i mean he sucks pretty bad the evas are saving people and we don't know what the human instrumentality project is that is his number one priority it can't be good yeah, it can't be good. He sucks shit, so we have to assume that it sucks shit. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. And he's hanging out with Evil Shaggy Rogers. Yeah, Evil Shaggy Rogers is is also a, you know what, just fucking powerful misogynists stick together. Yeah. So it 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 tracks. How do you how do you feel about Kinsuke and and Toji in this episode? They're kind of comedic reliefs. It's weird to me that they're just brought along on shinji's stuff when uh maybe masato didn't know they were to expect an angel attack it seems like she didn't no i don't i don't think she did yeah i think she makes some remark about the end of like oh i should have been prepared for underwater combat yeah yeah but i don't was she prepared for not underwater combat i i guess i don't know i didn't i didn't take any of it to think i i didn't get the impression from any of that that she was involved in like knowing anything's gonna happen but maybe like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure i don't know it's that that line is like i don't know if i want to read into that phrasing or not but regardless i mean she's pretty good at like being like all right this is just a thing that we do now we hop in the robot and we fight the angel yeah and she had two pilots here yep the the weirdest part about the the toji kensuke thing was like because she's talking to i think you get the impression it's mostly to shinji but like they're back there and they react to it but misato's like i'm taking you on a date and so instantly you're like whoa this is an episode already we're like 12 seconds in that's not a joke that i want to hear made small child like and she's on a date whatever yeah and then like the toji and kids are like oh it, so this is a real date then and then like she doesn't answer so i was like Oh, I don't like that. That's a possibility still. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like a it's a very overly friendly joke that an adult woman should not be making. Yeah. That scene doesn't I don't feel like it confronts that, but I guess there's a lot of scenes that don't in this show so far that are just like yeah. Masato is just overly friendly and it's a thing that we're just kind of dealing with. Yeah, that's putting it like as generously as possible. It's just overly friendly. Yes, yeah. The, uh I have to I have to 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 uh eat humble pie here in a second because i've been like the number one like uh toji kensuke defender uh-huh. they uh are at least at least kensuke is uh not quite the shining example of friendship in this episode like i've been heralding him to be he basically <laughs> he basically says out loud that he's using shinji's friendship to be able to film cool planes and boats like he's yeah. like this is what friends are for, like, like multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. just like, yeah. okay, well, this episode, he's a little off. I still, I'm not turning my back on him, but this episode is not great. Yeah, he's, he, he's overexcited about filming all these fucking death machines. And yeah, yeah it's hard to, like, that's, I mean, it's, it's a joke. I don't know if I, if he's meaning it seriously or if it's just exaggerated because i feel like even that joke is a little it's like one of those jokes with a little truth to it where he's just like uh-huh. i don't know but it did give us the great moment where uh we got an answer to that itunes reviews question uh turns out there yeah. are real turns out there are real men left in america they're just crying about boats yeah yeah kinsuke says that these are the he's like looking at all these boats and these planes and he's like real men shed tears for this and i'm like well i guess <laughs> I guess I'm not, so... I am not, I, I am no man. 
Although I gotta say, on the, uh, you know, to his credit, a little bit, there was one shot. I think it was even through his camera. Like, um, I think when they're like, dis- or maybe it was like part of the like helicopters display. Thing. I don't know when they're coming down onto the 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 uh, the dock of the like the, the. What am I trying to say? When they're trying to land on the boat, Joe. When they're, <laughs> they're coming down out of the sky to land on the boat, there's like a shot where like it's like showing the boat as they're like, descending toward it, and like this little like diagrammy things like analyzing or whatever and i was just like "Ooh, i really like the way that looks so i i didn't shed any tears but there was a little bit of kensuke and you're like cool planes and boats yeah no it looked you know it looked cool animation good yeah stuff stuff look cool i guess <laughs> you know this show where we talk about how things look good yeah i have some notes that are basically thing looked cool but thing, yeah we'll get to the robot yeah there is a shot and in, in this segment where like everyone's walking from right to left on the screen and like the backdrop is just a bunch of like pilot men or whatever but it's a still frame and everyone's just like walking in front of them and it it lasts just long enough for me to realize that there's four motionless men smiling as the backdrop oh that's creepy i didn't see that yeah as soon as i noticed i was like wait a minute is this just oh and it's over yeah that would have unnerved me and and then, because I think it cuts to Toji running after his hat that he makes a big deal out of. Yeah. In the helicopter, he makes a big deal about buying this hat just for today. And he's bragging to Masato about, like, is this really a date? I got a cool hat turned backwards. <laughs> and then, the yeah, we see him on the boat, like, running after it. Like, it's been blown off his head by the wind. Um, and it, it ends up at the feet of... Uh, it's Asuka. We we see it bl- go over and stop at some uh, some red shoes. I think I don't. It doesn't say. matter the color. Uh, but then she steps on it, and he's really mad. And he just he's like bent over trying to pick up this hat, and he just stays there for a while in front of her. So you know it's nothing good is gonna happen. <laughs> uh, and then so Masato introduces uh shinji and him or in her and is like hey this is the third child or he's she's talking to shinji i think where and she says this is the second child asuka and then um pretty much our introduction to her is the wind blowing her dress up and toji being still there at crotch level and then him getting hit a bunch um the title cards for this episode show up in rhythm to like smacking noises uh there's like some some jaunty anime comedy music playing in the background she makes a joke about what is it like the viewing, that was the viewing fee or fee. something? Yeah, Kinsuke also has like a black guy. I don't know how that happened so quickly. I didn't notice that, but then after that, something baffling happens with Toji. Yeah, this happened so quick, and it's just like I. It seems to be played as a joke, and I'm just like, why is this happening? It's like what the fuck? Like it's it's next level. Everything we've complained about about the show so far. It's like the mm-hmm. the, the most egregious example. That I yeah that I can think of so far, uh, it's it's very weird where it's <sighs> Toji's like oh yeah well in that case and then he he just fucking pulls his pants down and shows everybody his body and then he gets hit again and yep. we just and then we just move past it. Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought they were gonna have some restraint because like his pants got out, and then you see like underwear. And I was like oh thank god, and then the underwear drops too. I was like oh nope, shouldn't have had any faith. Like should, nope, yeah. no faith. Yeah, that is a that, that is just a scene that happens. He gets hit some more times. It's played off as a joke uh, that we are being a, a lot of attention brought to these teenagers' bodies. It's so bad. It's really bad. And in other scenes, like the the Ray and Shinji scene, we we talked at length about how viscerally uncomfortable that was, and it felt like that was the point. This one is feels like it's playing that shit off as a joke. 
and I have like I have no good faith to give it. It's just a scene no. that made me uncomfortable as an adult. It was not funny. The pervy stuff in this episode is so annoying. Like I I have like a basic like you know we if you watch anime you have a baseline for like a certain level of tolerance for like yeah yeah whatever this is just something that happens sometimes I, and I, you just move on. I used but, to. I've now my tolerance like I think I just have such a high tolerance for One Piece and nothing else gets any good faith from me. But like this one is so much worse than all the other ones. Like, it, it's just like all right, if the other episode had like had like two or three moments of like this is kind of like weird and like whatever. Like this episode, it's constant. It's if like it, if it stopped the upskirt and Toji getting hit, I would be like, all right, they're characterizing Asuka as you know can defend herself, yada yada yada. She doesn't you know have any time or patience for you know these these pervy teenager boys. But it just goes so long and so upsetting. And, and, and yeah, and especially Toji's response to it is like the worst thing that they could have mm-hmm. possibly ever done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to to follow that scene, and then like I, I'm even like not even just talking about that scene. Like there are so so many moments in this episode where it's like, hey, like get off me, like you're touching my body, and blah blah oh, blah, yeah. and, and and like hey, you perv, don't look at me while I'm changing, and blah. blah. It's just like, oh my god, like why do we need all this? It feels. It's just like Ugh. it feels like such a window into the creators, and if not into like them, into what they think the audience is. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know which one is better or worse. Like they both suck. Like if it's like these people are just really like like horny for that, or if they're like, well, in order to like sell this show, we have to put this in here. Like I, it's, it's just like this episode is just like with with that type of stuff, like trying to, like to play off of the like weird like um like sexual energy is so annoying there's so mm-hmm. much of it and it's just like it's really like distracting and overwhelming and just like i'm just like so fed up at this point yeah i wonder how much of it is in the writing and how much of it is in the direction but i wonder i feel like it's probably a combination of both yeah like i said if that stuff happens like once i mean like everyone's you know like like and it's not just anime like i mean like a lot of like like y- uh, movies for young people have the scene where like someone like you know they the two people fall and they're on top of each other and they make eye contact and whatever like that's like whatever that, that can even like work sometimes if you're like into the the ship or whatever but like this episode is just it's just like so much and it just feels like there's like being over the head and like none of it's like doing anything good it's it's either just like nothing or it's bad like yeah yeah i think um like when i was like oh if it stopped there like it still would have been bad um but i would have been like all right, characterization is happening. And I think, like, even now that, like, characterization is happening, but, like, the methods to do it suck shit. Uh, and, and, yeah, it, I, it's, it's just... It's not doing anything, like, like well... It's not doing anything, like, like significant enough to be worth it. Like, mm-hmm. the idea yeah, that, that Asuka's like, hey, Shinji, get off me, like, we're in this, like, small robot that we're trying to both pilot, that doesn't really do anything for her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it no. doesn't, like... It doesn't, like, open a window into, like, what, you know, her internality. Or it's like, oh, yeah, most of us wouldn't want... And, like, I couldn't even really tell yeah, what's no. happening in those it's shots. Just... Like, was he on her lap? Is that what was going on? Kind of, yeah. He was, like, behind her, but, like, had to lean over awkwardly to grab the controls because she was in the seat. There, I mean, everything's red in that scene, so it's, like, yeah. yeah, it's a little hard to make out when it goes by quickly. Yeah, but so in that case, it's like, oh, wow, a human being, like, didn't want somebody, like, in their space like that. That's yeah. really, like, letting us know who that person is. Like, no, everybody would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know no, what I'm saying? She, like, it's just, She like, has boundaries. Got it. Yeah. And, and I don't know, she is a little mean to Shinji, but, like, got it already. 
Yeah, and and that's like that's a that's also like an anime character we've seen a million times before too. It's like the like don't look up my skirt slap. It's like all right, like we know what this is. Yeah, there's a lot of tropes being played into to this episode, and I think Asuka's early characterization. God, this episode felt like such a fucking shift from the last several. Uh, every, everything about the tone and um, I mean like the color palette palette is vastly different when we're getting like suddenly everything's like blue and red. It is pretty much the whole episode. The the touchstones that feel like what we're used to are the beginning and ending because we know Gendo's office. But other than that, it just everything about this episode felt just very like all right. Now we're in something new. Like we we had our setup of a couple episodes, and now we're we're switching gears to introduce uh some new. We're adding new stuff, and we're adding in Kaji. We're adding in Asuka. Well, and after last week, and I said that was, like, the most conventional episode so far, I was like, no, this is the most conventional episode. Like, this is definitely, like, like if you were just showing me this, I'd be like, oh, Evangelion's just, like, an anime about mechs. Like, this is the most, like, every other show that's like this mm-hmm. ever. With the exception of the fact that they unveil, uh, like, a human embryo in a, in a, in a briefcase. Yeah, like, that fucking happens. Like, like, other than that, this is straight-up textbook, just, like, it's an anime. The other episodes, it's, it's lacking a lot of the, like, it's it, I I won't say that it's lacking like nuance because I think it's some of it's still there because of the legwork that the previous episodes did. But on its own, if you were to just look, if you just watch this, you're not getting anything very like deep at all. It's very uh, surface level. It's very yeah. tropey. It's very um, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. They don't do very much to like going above and beyond in in like characterization or like, which is a shame too because like I think we. We get who, sh- like, Asuka and Kaji are. We get how they interact with these, you know, the other cast of characters that we have, um, including Gendo. Uh, the only person I don't, we don't really see him talk to is, is uh, Ritsuko, who's only in the episode for, like, a second. Yeah. Yeah, like, like we do know that stuff, but it's not, like, it's, it's not done nearly as good as any other character's introductions. Uh, and it's... Yeah, it, it's playing off a lot of tropes um, and, and playing to this, like, I don't know, horny teen demographic, which, like, is yeah. eh, not a new problem for Evangelion. It's one that we've been critical of and also, like, questionative of because it, some scenes are just, like, so tonally bizarre that we don't know if it's being, like, here's the here's here's your fan service and here is a critique of fan service. And it's never... It, it, it's it's more fan service than it is critique. There's pretty much the 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 Ray scene is the only one that I think is really strongly like clear about its message. Everything everything else has been kind of messy. This is yeah no, the, no this episode this episode is not messy at all. This is just pure fan service and yeah. it's like and there, it's there, just yeah I have no good faith to give it. this episode. <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's yeah. Robot cool. Robot very cool. How, outside of like what we've talked about like. How do you feel about Asuka? I don't think I've actually asked you that question. <laughs> um, I like her, but like, she's a I pretty, don't know. She's a pretty drastic foil to Shinji uh, yeah. in, in a way that Rei absolutely is not. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like the character. I wish we got to see more of her that wasn't the stuff that we already like beat into the ground about whatever. Yeah. But like, I they did do some things that, that I think were moments of of good characterization like oh okay like now i get who this person is and it's like effective it makes me um interested in her it's a very simple thing this is in no way like groundbreaking or anything but just the moment where like she's like getting into the ava and uh she's like like do you have like Masato's permission she's like i'll get permission after i beat the thing like 
that's a very mm-hmm. simple way to show you like what that character is about and make you like her because she's willing to take action on her own and like not worry about authority and like just like go out and do it and so like that's an easy way to make you like okay like this, this person's like cool and has their own mm-hmm. agency or whatever so i liked th- that 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 moment i think was the strongest of of the oscar stuff but i like to and again this is this is basic as well but just the thing you, you that you posed of like setting her up as like this rival to shinji and like whatever mm-hmm. like, that's like interesting enough like yeah everyone in this episode has a fucking chip on their shoulder yeah uh and it's it, it's it's not even like subtle about it it's pretty clear that, like everyone is upset with like someone in this episode except for maybe shinji like he's a little yeah, uncomfortable really... but it, Shin, shinji's pretty much always just kind of bouncing between scenes like all right yeah this is my job i gotta do this my friends are here whatever uh oh meet the new child cool oh she's mean to me oh this kaji guy's interesting oh now i'm being put in this plug suit this sucks i'm really uncomfortable about this do you have any thoughts about that about him being in the the red plug suit how do you feel um, about like that like they kind of it's it's kind of glossed over but he's like uncomfortable about it and then he's in the robot for however long and then when he gets out they make another joke about like toji and and like toji and kinsuke and make some remark about it and he's really uncomfortable there too yeah um I don't really know that I have anything much more than just, like, it's kind of continuing the thread of, like, uh, working within the realm of, like, Shinji's, like, relationship to masculinity and stuff. Yeah. I, I would imagine that you'd have, like, a more, like, uh, in-detail read of that. You know, I don't, I don't have, like, much else to, to add to it so much as I was just, like, it, it's worth bringing up and yeah. thinking about, but I don't think there's anything in this episode. Like, it doesn't really, it doesn't do anything with it. It introduces it. But it yeah. doesn't do anything with it. It's just kind of like, I don't know. Be- because nothing happens with it that further characterizes Shinji or his relationship to Asuka or masculinity or his friends, it it, it ends up just being kind of played off as a, as, as a joke. Yeah, I think they maybe just meant it to be kind of like a cutesy little gag of like, oh, like he has to get in a, a pilot suit, but there's only ones made for female bodies. Like, and so like, there he is. Like, yeah. Which, like, it was kind of weird that, like, uh, they made it, they, they show the shot where, like, Asuka puts it on, it's kind of baggy, and then it, like, and, like, vacuum seals to her body. So, like, mm-hmm. why didn't that do the same to him? Like, why was there still, like... I mean, I guess it did, but, like... Uh, wouldn't it just go flat to his chest? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it has, like, press plates designed on it. I don't know, they're probably designed around her body, if I had to guess. All the, all the yeah. plug suits we've seen are, like, different for the pilots. I guess I just mean I feel like that would like flatten out if it was truly like like that weird like vacuum seal thing that it did. I would think that that would just like go skin tight and it wouldn't even be a mm-hmm. thing on him. But like whatever, I don't know. I don't know the physics of these weird <laughs> plug suits. Yeah, I don't know either. It's I guess this there is was... like it's, it's saying that like it's made for people because he's he's not as uncomfortable in his own. Yeah, there there was one other like logistical thing that I was kind of thinking about, and like this one's less so, but um the uh. The part of the the cool fishing plan that Masato activates, where like the Ava's like holding open the mouth of the thing, and like the ships come into the mouth like around it, like it just like that was cool, but like how the fuck? Like I guess like there's the idea is just like the mouth is really big and the Ava's small, they can like just like jump in there like around the sides, but it just like the way that it was shot made it look like implausible to me. Yeah, it looked like the unit was on the side of the mouth, not the front. Was really to me it looked like it was like right in the center oh i mean like it looked like that when they went around it sure but like in the other shots that wasn't the impression i got but then what i mean when it happened i didn't like feel any jarring like this is wrong feeling like it looked fine when i was watching it 
Yeah, I did. Some something about it rubbed me the wrong way, but like, uh, mm. not in a way that's like a big deal. Because like I said, it was cool, but it was just yeah, like, kind of like a huh? Like, would that like could could that happen? Would that work? Yeah, there's good action in this episode. Uh, I think Asuka's yeah. movement is like a, a lot more confident than we're used to seeing. Uh huh. She's like Unit Two is like way more fluid and like, fluid in its motion, and it like it poses when it lands dramatically, like like an anime robot does. Yeah, I think that stuff, like the the action stuff, and basically everything from when Ava or um, Ava uh, Shinji and Asuka start piloting the Ava, like through to the end of that whole sequence, like was my favorite stuff in the episode. So like like you mentioned, like it's just like a very different like depiction of the Avas that we've seen. And like, how do you would you just say like the O two like or like two? I don't know the unit they're using, Unit two, when it like bursts out and like is like standing on the boats. That was really cool. And, oh, yeah, uh, and it's like wearing the thing as a cape. I love the way yeah. they reveal the design of this robot in this. Episode. I love that too, because because also I noticed the other thing first, and then I noticed like the cape. But I noticed that it was like legally distinct Superman music while oh, it had I didn't like notice. the yeah the thing that it was like covering it. Like you said, it winds up being like a cape as it's flying around and like like landing in like triumphant poses on these boats. But then also they're playing music that sounds very much like they asked for the WCW version of um the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman theme, huh. which I liked. And there's just a lot of stuff that, that was, like, like you said, like, like, thing looked cool. Like, the knife was cool, mm-hmm. and, like, I liked how she, like, pulled it out of the suit, and there's, like, a moment where, like, it gets dropped, and it falls, and it slices through, like, a boat. Yeah, su- super clean detail. Loved that. Yeah. I loved, like, like, like the, the Ava, like, hopping from boat to boat, and, like, kind of, like, crushing them as, as it goes, and, like, having to, like, balance and almost surf on the main, like, aircraft carrier. Like, mm-hmm. that was just neat. I, I thought that... That one of the strong suits I like, I like was like expressing a lot of frustration with the episode. But one of the things I thought was really really cool about this one was um, I thought like it was a great setting, both visually, like on a couple levels of one, it just looked nice with all the water and the the boats and planes and the sky or whatever. But then also like it was very like like you said, very like different visually from what we're used to seeing in the show. And then also I feel like the setting worked out because like it was very distinct in terms of the conditions of battle, like. The fact that they established, like, okay, the the Ava does not function well underwater with this, like, B-type equipment. So, like, there's, like, added stakes. Like, oh, like, you can't fall in the water. And then once you do, like, oh, shit, like, what are they going to do now? The fact that the Ava has to hop around between boats in order to, like, to, to fight and stay stay in the action was cool. The fact that they're, like, it's, like, fighting this um, giant fish angel, which had a cool design, too, like, underwater. There's, like, a weird underwater city that they're going through. I, I thought the design was whatever. It was a big fish. I mean, like, it was, but, I can, but like, but the, um... It had, like, a weird kind of, like, body to it, though, that was not fish-like. Yeah, like, I would have loved, from, like, from, one good shot to, like, really characterize it. Because I always felt like, all right, this is a, a you know, shape that is eating them. Yeah, the it was part. almost like a calzone with a fish mouth. Sure. Like, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was strange, and I, I thought it was kind of interesting. But um, Yeah, I like the more terrifying designs, and for some reason, Ramiel does fall into that, the big diamond. No, I'm with you. I think the, that Ramiel is scarier and cooler, but I also maybe I'm just sucker for fish and water. That's um, fair. Yeah, I mean, I know you yeah. love that water. Um, <laughs> I, I, something struck me about this where I was like, "What is it with anime that just like eventually reaches like the the seven to nine episode mark and they just do a boat episode?" Because I was I don't just... know, but I like it. Because <laughs> this just made me think of like, doesn't JoJo Part Three also just like, "All right, we're on boats now," and then they <laughs> then there's a big boat stand. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's great. That's the episode but, uh, where Jotaro fucking is like, make some shit up about stand users react differently to 
to they're like something happens to their nose when cigarette smoke is near it and then uh-huh. the bad guy touches their nose and is like i knew it was you <laughs> you have a stand and then he beats them up um fucking great i love jodoro parts of part three are good that was one of the first episodes i ever saw of that show hell yeah that and then strength is the next one where the boat is all fucked up that's weird mm. anyways but yeah, so I I also just liked that like in this episode like the Ava was kind of rendered useless like and like they had to use Masato's like tactics and like use the the UN's like mm-hmm. navy and whatever else and like and they had to use the Ava as like part of a plan instead of the other episodes where it's like the Ava has to do it like I liked that yeah. and like and the fact that like I said like Toji is the one that who's like his dumbass actually like contributed something to the episode other than his cool hat and like mm-hmm. he gives the thought that leads Masato down that road, and they, they use, like, the Ava in the fish's mouth. Because like, I don't think we mentioned that necessarily super clearly. The the fish thing basically eats the Ava, and then they adjust from there, like, okay, well, it's, it's actually this cable, so we can, like, pull it and yank it and then, like, bring the ships to it and mm-hmm. blow it up. Like, that's cool and inventive, and I like that as an approach yeah. to, to a fight scene with a giant robot where it's, like, the giant robot is now just, like, kind of like a pawn because it's, it can't actually do giant robot things right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, yeah I thought all that like stuff good... was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get like a sink rate or something. The eyes light up and it's like really good at holding the mouth open. Um, but later they're like, ah, oh, they, they got a sink rate for like seven seconds. That was really good. Yeah. And the sink rate stuff was interesting too. The the language thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Asuka does like the, she, she recites the stuff that's like, all right, LCL's on, all that shit that we, you know, it happens to Shinji too. But she does it in German and all of her stuff's in German. And... She's like, oh, there's there because there's two of us in here. There's thought noise. Think in German like <laughs> I do. My new private Twitter handle: thought noise. Yeah, <laughs> uh, think think in German like I do. And uh, this is actually a jo- a joke that I like, and I think it actually I've seen this clip in the dub a couple of times. But uh, Shinji's like, all right, well, and he just like says some random German word, and she's like, ah, oh, fuck it, never mind. Just translate everything over to Japanese because she clearly knows Japanese. And yeah, and then they they do it. And they do the thing. I do want to give Shinji credit real quick, though, because in your recap, you said he doesn't know any German. He, like, knew more than I would have expected. That word he pulled out was not just, like, a common one. It wasn't, like, Gesundheit. He, like, had, like, an actual German word that he knew. Yeah, I think in the dub, it's like, oh, strutzel, strudel, or some shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, So they would go more that route in that version. Uh-huh. That is um, that's essentially what Shinji sounds like in the dub. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, some of the stuff I still have questions about based on, like, the whole, like, oh, like, we have to be, like thinking at the same time whatever like is the ava like i guess it's hard to tell sometimes how much is operated based on thought and how much is through like the controls they're using it's like weird like it's not very like yeah it's it's pretty glossed over it's i would say based on what we've seen so far it seems like yeah i mean there are there are controls but it seems like the more in sync you are with the robot the better you, you can do like the better the reaction time is i think but like, okay, so here's the th- here's what I'm thinking though. Is like, all right, does it? Do they have to be? All right, this thing was not meant for two pilots in it, correct? So like, with Oscar and Shinji in there, it's like, oh, it's weird now because other people in here and their thoughts could mess with it. But like, Toji and Kensuke were in Shinji's with him, so did that not affect it because they weren't in like plug suits? Does that have to do with it, or is it about I think, like? The- I think it affected it. I mean, he did certainly it? wasn't stable in that scene. Yeah, but that fuck that was just because, like, they were turning him into, like, a militarized child, like, and he was being, like, trained to just, like, point and shoot for hours and hours every I day, mean, like. yes, that is also very, very true. Um, I think I remember saying, like, I don't know if that had any effect on it, but I, like, if them being there had any effect on it. But I think, like, when I was reading this episode 8 wiki, and it does talk about thought noise, 
I think it says something like, oh yeah, this was brought up before because of fucking whatever. Okay, it's totally possible that I just like missed it and forgot, but that was interesting to me. And that was the thing where I was like, oh, okay, I get now more so why people are saying that Pacific Rim like ripped this show off. Because it's like they were like Asuka and Shinji trying to be like drift compatible. Like, yada, mm-hmm. yada. But, I, um, I used to hear rumors when Pacific Rim came out that like, I used to hear rumors that it started as an adaptation of this, of this show. Oh, that's interesting. And I, I can't find any evidence of that online now, so it probably isn't true. Yeah, to my, to my knowledge, it wasn't. Um, yeah. I actually just heard like I just heard it referenced like the other day on like a podcast about like um, I forget the dude's name like Travis something and and uh, Guillermo like getting together to work on that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Either way, I always just when I I was like, where did I hear that from? And I googled it, couldn't find it. Oh, probably fake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, but I still think about it every now and then. They 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 did a good job again of kind of like uh, demonstrating how taxing piloting the Ava can be with the small detail of the fact that once the Ava gets back out of the water, and this is probably due to the, like the thought noise and the two people like not being like synced up probably whatever, but the Ava like collapses immediately once it gets back on deck. I liked that. Yeah, the way it slumps over is so like ragdollish. It's a uh, mm-hmm. it's a tiny detail, but I I noticed it and I was like, huh. Ugh. Yeah. And I did like the thing that that you mentioned where it was, it was part of like uh, Oscar's whole speech about um, how like all right so like the Avas that you and Ray pilot were made as kind of like tests to like figure out this stuff. Mine is like made as like the real deal final thing like about like real combat or whatever. Like I, I like that distinction. Mm-hmm. What's the what is it referred to in here that I saw the I saw the phrase in this wiki again, but I can't find it now. I guess it's confusing though because wasn't hers made second or no 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 hers is last but she's the second child so okay yeah, actually no that doesn't make they, sense right because they, they they made the first two for just ray or maybe somebody else and then like then they made this one after that but then shinji's brought in to pilot one of the original ones i guess yeah. that still checks out yeah and i mean shinji ended up having a connection with unit 01 there's probably a reason for that uh so who knows but yeah they they made them in the order of like uh i think rays and then oh one and then oh two and yeah. then but they had the the first child is ray and the second child is is asuka yeah i was just confused for a second if it still made sense that that the that asuka's the second child but her ava was built as like a response to how the first two were built and performed like because she comes in you know what i'm saying second child third child what yeah, nonsense. but i mean i don't know she's good at what she does and she gets the upgraded model i think it's fine yeah are we, like, gonna learn more at some point about, like, this whole, like, how these childs are selected and the whole, like, first child, second child, third child stuff? Like, I assume we are. Um, I don't know what to answer that question with. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't, I guess. I'm just thinking out loud. Um, <laughs> so, I'm like, I, what I am thinking of is not an answer to your question so much as okay. a thing I'm concerned about getting to. Okay. So, I don't remember when it is. I just, there's a thing that I was started thinking about i think i think that i also thought about watching this episode but now i can't say what it is or else you'll know all right anyways uh i think i can't think of anything else that i really have to say about you know this episode we we ragged on it and complained about all the shit that sucked and we talked about how cool robots are and i think i got a few more things oh if, you don't, I mean, if, we, if we got time keep you going mind. for it Okay, so I I mentioned it earlier a little bit with with the the Superman thing, but the music was really interesting in this episode because it was super different from any of the other episodes. This was the first time I think we heard like a... Well, this wasn't the first comedic relief because I think there's some background music to some Masato scenes early on. 
I think so, yeah. But but, like, but this, this has, has that the... like like that twangy guitar the that it yeah. And then and then the second half has the dramatic battle music again, which I think uh-huh. I think that format we essentially saw last time. The first half was like the ah fun Masato is a goof, and then the second half <laughs> they fight the robot. Yeah, I guess I just mean like like particularly like like the fact that there was like fucking fiddle music playing during Asuka's introduction. I was like, what show is this? Like it was just yeah. like it was so different and I really liked it. I liked the, I liked all the songs in it and I liked how different they were from other songs and I liked that I don't really get it cuz it's like Asuka's like both like Japanese and like apparently like from Germany, but then like she has kind of like a weird like almost like American style of like theme like yeah, I it's, like it's it, very though. it's very distinctive just like all right, she is the focus right now. She is doing yeah. all the stuff. And, uh, yeah, the, the, I think the music does, like, shift in that. And it's just, like, so very obvious, like, like this person's different from mm-hmm. the rest of the cast. Like, when you're hearing, when she's on screen and they're playing this music that is so alien to the rest of it is, like, I think really, like, effective. And, and I, like, just like the music, too. Mm-hmm. And I liked, the, I liked the, the rip-off Superman song, too. And I liked how, it, like, it started out as that, and then, like, it kind of, like, transitions into like anime battle music but that sounded really good too yeah um i was I, just I a fan of to go of, back of and listen that. to that shit now because i don't remember I, I didn't notice that it was like this is superman <laughs> that's definitely how it sounded to me i don't know if others would agree but like that's the very first thing i thought of because it like shoots up into the sky and that starts playing and i was like okay i see what you're doing tweet at us or, or tell us in the discord if you thought it was the superman song <laughs> um other things let's see oh uh, it's really dumb but like it it's it's rare that like um the kind of like anime like absurd falling over kind of like humor reaction thing actually like works for me but i actually did like chuckle a little bit when when the uh, the boys are at school like i'm just so glad that like we're back at school now and never have to see asuka again and then asuka shows up like that actually worked for me i actually laughed a yeah, little bit toji just like fucking flattens out in the middle of yeah it was just I don't yeah I don't know it's very very basic but it got me it worked for me that scene that something about that scene was really good to me because like I I had forgotten that was in the teaser for last time so as yeah, soon as soon as, as soon as he said it I was like all right here we go yep yeah it's so good <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty good like setup knockdown bit yeah <laughs> uh, the other thing we we mentioned uh. It's super unclear if people had to die from Asada's plan to work or not because, like, yeah, they, I fucking they forgot say, about that. The fucking at, the fucking side effect of war. They say that everyone's being evacuated, but like you said, the cannons fire, and like I don't, they don't say anything about them being able to autopilot themselves yeah. or like, auto shoot. So, the, like, did people just like sacrifice their lives for that, and they they don't even get their faces shown? I don't know. They like, that's bogus. There is the there is the evacuation scene, but I. In that scene, we also see the other ships that were destroyed. So I, I wasn't, I was like, oh, is that, is that for these ships they're sacrificing? I don't know. And then, yeah, they I, fire. And I was like, I guess I just don't want to think about it too much. I, I just, I, it's, it's so, but it's so was, weird. Cause like, there was so much destruction in this episode. And I do think it, it, with Kinsuke, it's kind of played off as a joke. It's like, oh, what a waste. All these planes are destroyed. But I'm just yeah. like, there are. We, there, this this episode does draw attention to like the humans on the boats watching the giant robot foot just like crunch their ship and then jump off. There's this, there's like a long sequence where like it lands on a ship and it starts to tilt and it has to like regain balance. Yeah, and like all the all the planes, you know, yeah, fall off, uh, roll off, and Kansuke's like, oh, what a waste. Uh, but like uh, human lives also are like there's a lot. There's a lot of people that we are not seeing in this uh in the in the set piece. I feel like 
people. Well, I don't know. It's really hard to say it's actually whether mentioned. people survive those. It's just straight those. up not addressed. <laughs> yeah, like when the plane just sliding off, I assume those were like unpiloted, like no one was in there. But you're Absolutely. right though that like yeah. when the robot is stepping, when they're stepping on the boats, I guess it's not clear if that killed anybody or not. We like, see some people run away. We see some yeah. people like see it happen and then run, <laughs> but, you know, away from it, yeah. back inside, whatever. We see people watch it from inside windows. You know, yeah, I don't think anyone was on the planes that went down. We see people rescued uh, from, like, you know, the little lifeboats or whatever, be brought up onto other Harriers. But there is no mention of if any people are involved, like, how many people, if any, are involved with the sacrifice of two fucking freight ships. Well, and even just, like, so- uh, surely some poor sap was under the ceiling tiles when the Ava's foot landed on the boat. Like, surely, like, not everyone was just, like, magically out of the way of that when, yeah. like, that chaos it's, was happening. It's, it's, it's weird. Some, some of those shots seem to, like, draw attention to it, but, like, it doesn't go very far to actually engage with it. Like, there's one remark where the captain's like, oh, they have all this money for these giant robots. They should give it to us to do our work. Um, and it's like, Navy all right, things. sure. Yeah. And, and you know, you can talk about like different branches of the military and how expensive military is, yada, 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 cost of war. There's a lot of them, but like, I do wish this episode did grapple a bit more with like the human lives involved. There's also, there's a lot in this episode already, but like yeah. just one line from the captain of just like, ah, oh, but who would pilot <laughs> made it? it out safe. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, yeah. Anything, any, just fucking a, yeah. a, a crumb, please. Yeah, and the thing is, is that I was thinking about it during it. I, like, I guess I kind of get why they're not going these directions with it because it wouldn't fit the tone of what they're overall going for with these scenes. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 important thing about the tone to me, it seems like they they want to show off, like you said, like the the way that a different person pilots this Ava and whatever, and like you can't really have the kind of like triumph of that if you're like mm-hmm. oh my god she's stepping on and crushing all these sailor men like you know, yeah. like, you know like so i don't know well, i yeah, guess it just Shin- ultimately Shinji, wasn't important but Shinji fights in essentially a prop city he's only like you know when we see him fight they do grapple with the fact of just like hey if you fuck up people die um a lot of people's lives are on the lines of you defeating this angel this episode in which the just the, the actual destruction of the eva's large physical presence can directly affect lives and it's not grappled with beyond like some shots of people running away and watching it but it just seems to imply like eh, everyone's fine yeah with like, a, like a, t- a 10 second evacuation like clip sure yeah and it's interesting because in a different episode of this show like imagine how okay so because i for one uh i'm gonna re- launch a small tirade here for a second go for it i am super over the whole like and then the hero like sacrifices themselves for whatever because like when those moments work they're some of the best things in fiction but so many of them don't work and so i thought if in this case if there were pilots on that boat that agreed to just go in and self-destruct like just because masato said so to defeat this angel to save everybody else like if they're just regular like navy people that did that that would be like really compelling like because we're looking at like the the celebrity robot pilots but if those people sign up to like sacrifice their lives like that would actually Mm -hmm. be interesting and really good but like the whole the uh, whole thing goes faceless and like nameless yeah and and, and like i said it's because we don't even know if ultimately we don't even know we have no idea we have no idea so it's like with the episode that they wanted this to be in it wouldn't work but in a different episode where they were prepared to grapple with that it would have been incredible like i think yeah um, yeah to do something with that mm-hmm. i mean um, that's the thing we grapple with we grapple with like that stuff around misato in the last episode 
but it, again, it's very different, but it does grapple on like, all right, my, my one life, I have to do this. Whereas like this one, Masato's like, just sacrifice two fucking boats <laughs> in the mouth of that big fishy boy. Just blow him the fuck up. <laughs> and, and the captain, the captain's like, but what about the kids? And she's like, yeah. the robot will be fine. And so like, yeah, he maybe he would have said something about the crew if there were people on it. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just... Uh, maybe it does imply that they are like self-piloted and they can like 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 access the ship's guns from wherever. It just like I would have liked even one throwaway exposition yeah. line about that, so I could Something. not worry about these people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just it just like, like not to be fucking cinema sins. It doesn't make sense. Like I'm fine with it. I just like it does leave me a little curious because this show often does grapple with how human lives are affected by war. Yeah, um, which and, again just shows that this episode is kind of just like not like the other ones. Yeah, no, and I and I you know I I was thinking about like all right, this episode's directed by you know this name. I'm like, is that the same name as all these other episodes? Um, and like it's not. There, it it seems to be the same few people, but like as I'm flipping through this episode's directed by uh Kazuya Surumaki. I hope I'm saying that right. I wish I just saw like a list of what episodes he did. Because mm-hmm. I'm not seeing, I like I flipped back a couple episodes. I didn't see his name uh, on the the wiki's page for him. I see that he did um he did episode 25, which is fascinating for me to think about. But I will deal with it when we get there. And you know he's worked directly with Anno for a lot of stuff. Uh, and I'm just like, all right. So I don't know if that's his stylistic change. I don't know if it's the script that just like oh we got to focus so much on Asuka's big deal and and Kaji's bullshit. Um that like. You know, the Navy is the Navy's not really involved very much in the second half of the episode. Yeah. Well, and this is another small PSA from from your boy, Christopher Bean Hutton. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and just that, like, judging media, um, especially when you're trying to talk about writing, is actually, like, next to impossible unless you've read the script. Because, like, a lot of people will say, oh, this movie's written terribly. But a lot of times it'll be like, oh, like, the script is actually, like, very good or very different. And, like, the director takes it and changes it. And, like, you never Absolutely. know, like, what what idea, like, what is or isn't on screen came from who. God, like, and so it can be so really hard to, like... There's so many moving parts to fiction creation. There's so many moving parts. Yeah, so it's, you know, just be careful when you're saying things like our... our you know, like the writer, it basically it's like if you're saying like the writer of said movie deserves or credit for things being good or bad. Like you really have to like, yeah. it's hard to say that with any like authority unless you're like looking at kind of behind the scenes materials or you're hearing interviews about like, oh yeah, this person directly contributed this part of it because mm-hmm. like it can come from anywhere while you're shooting the thing. Well, yeah, too. It's like you, you do research behind stuff and you're like, oh, the direction of this was weird. Uh, the script of this was weird. But you dig into stuff and it's like, so, you know how many things change hands mid-production and like yep. what, get, what gets reshot, what gets reused? what doesn't what like what was from a previous draft what what stayed like th- you know big teams work on these things and you know we we attach a lot of work to singular names yeah whether that's the director or the writer either one and and then there's like there's yeah. even the stuff where you read like oh this part was contributed by the actor or the set designer and it's like they don't yeah. get the credit for like this brilliant part of this thing but yeah uh, yeah that's the thing i'm looking like all right there's directed by this name written by ano and uh someone else and uh i'm just like all right but like it's it could be some combination of those three, you know, like also yep. there is a source material text, how much like there there's just, I don't know. It's a long, yeah. it's a long conversation that we are not privy to all the information about. <laughs> it's very hard to effectively place praise or blame with stuff mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. But that's, I, I find those conversations and that speculating or speculation fascinating to, to, yeah, to, to, for sure. to do. Yeah. 
I got two more things, and then we can wrap this I, up. I have I be- have one thing. I don't know if it's one of your two things, but I remembered it. I was gonna say it earlier. When I when they got dragged down under the water, and I was like, "There's a fucking city under the ocean." Yes. Yeah, I mentioned that uh, when I was talking about the action stuff, but I yeah. think I like glossed over it. I, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut you off, but I was just like, "Yeah, could we talk about the implications of like that when like we know the second impact was a uh, you know like in fucking Antarctica or some shit." That's like, what I was thinking. I was like, "Was that from the second impact? Is that like what that just was?" Just the entire planet's like water level raised. I don't know, but like they do make a point to show us that when they go underwater, there's a fucking city down there. It's it's so not anything either. Like it's just like there's like it's just I mean it's just there. Like it, it I mean I wouldn't make sense if someone did comment on it. So like I'm glad that nobody did. But it's wild that it's just like you're just like suddenly like oh shit is that a city? Like yeah, it's 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 like the I think the viewer can have that. But like no, the the kids in the robot wouldn't notice, or maybe they know the history of just like oh yeah, things were flooded, or like all the adults would know, yeah. and or or they're not seeing it. Also, they're not seeing it, but right, because yeah, they're like in the fucking thing's mouth at certain points of that. But, yeah, but yeah. just like for the viewer to just be like, wait a minute, that's a city. That's not just yeah. like debris at the bottom of the ocean or coral or whatever. That is a fucking city. <laughs> Environmental storytelling. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> A little bit of a joke, but also yes, actually. No, but it really, it actually really is though. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's good. I like it. Yeah, I think, it's good. I, I think it's effective. It got my gears turning. Yeah, without 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 like really saying, "Hey, turn your gears, asshole," <laughs> which is which is the shit I do like. That's good direction. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, last two thoughts. Navy dude calls the Ava a toy like a thousand times, uh-huh. and it was like. It was like, I'm going to have to bring the 294 note streak, I get it, onto my Ava podcast, aren't I? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so, it's just like, come on, man. Like, yeah, and, uh, it, you know, it, it, I think it works for his character. He's He hates that these kids are, are the ones that, you know, everything relies on them. He calls their robots toys. Uh, I mean, they are big robots, but. Yeah. And, and he's a military man who's like, nah, this is how, like, we deal with threats. And they're like, we made big robots and put kids in them. And it's like, yeah. that's a little absurd. No, I like that. I like that it happens. I'm just nitpicking the pure amount. It happens the word a lot. Is, yeah. he, he says it like six times, and it's like, all right, yeah. like we we have a vague understanding of the fact that he thinks this is a toy. Like, yeah, we yeah, get it. yeah. He makes a lot of like demeaning remarks, and like you know, they're I get it. Like we we've talked. Uh, I get it. We talked last episode <laughs> about how like the other branches of UN fucking hate nerve because like. Yeah. They showed up, they suddenly have all this high authority, they're doing this stuff that seems absurd, but they're given such high authorization by it and so much fucking money. Uh, the kids, like, they're like, why are kids doing it? And there was actually, I did kind of like that, uh, an exchange where, like, the captain was like, oh, man, it's up to these kids to save the world, and it's like a second his command is like, ah, that's the future, and it's like, yeah, suck it, boomers. <laughs> suck <laughs> up. <laughs> this was in the 90s. Shinji's a millennial now. <laughs> <laughs> uh but the, yeah that 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 exchange i thought was uh that, that that's that as much as like yeah they do say toy a fucking lot i do think it continues to solidify how nerve is viewed by uh yeah by other branches of the government and just like yeah like masado's just like anyways we still have authority uh we're still gonna do what we want to do we did see that last time as well um gindo does whatever the fuck he wants so yeah um last thought uh, backflipping Ava's in the episode preview for next time. Oh fuck! Oh man! All right, the next the time Avas on. Are doing, they're doing like three back handsprings in a row, and I was like, "This is awesome!" Oh man, episode nine next time. I uh, I'm sure people who know that like 
episode nine are have been waiting for us to talk about it. It's uh one of my favorite episodes. I okay, or, sweet. Just, I, I remember it being one of my favorite episodes. I, I do genuinely hope it holds up. I I've been looking forward to it. I thought it was a little bit later. I would have guessed it was like thirteen or something. Um, but right away we're gonna get into uh to Shinji and Asuka having to work together and and train together to see how they can work best. And I'm really excited for you to see how that manifests. And I hope it's not gross and I don't hate it, but I might. <laughs> I am an adult now and I I just I have such fond memories and I'm prepared for them to get crushed. I hope they don't have to. I'm rooting for you and your memories. I'll probably like like all of these episodes think, man, a lot of this sucks, but I do like the parts that are good. Yeah, it's just ain't ain't that media. Th- ain't don't it always seem to go. There's a million asterisks to this fucking anime of just like, yeah. Oh, it's it's saying the thing's I mean, like, bad, but it's also just showing a lot of bad things. Yeah. 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 Show me a thing that doesn't have asterisks, though, honestly. Carly Rae Jepsen's emotion. That's true, and Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> I, you know, we were, talk- we were texting about that. I have to, I guess I have to sit down and watch that movie. I just threw out that because we literally just talked about it. I have no idea if there- there's probably still shit in that that's a little questionable. Uh, I mean, Sarah Silverman, as a, as a person, has asterisks, but... No, there you go. Other than, other than that, I don't know how much of her shines in. Her voice is good. Um, yeah, it's true. Anyways, I think that... I think You were right with Carly Jepsen. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you, Carly Rae. I think that's it. I don't... I, I, I'm glad I remembered the other stuff that I forgot about. Yeah. But uh, I think... I think that's everything I have to say. I'm surprised we talked for so fucking long about this episode. This is the longest episode. It is, yeah. I don't know how long it'll be edited down to, but... Pres- yeah. The longest... That was the longest conversation we've had. Absolutely. Um, and I would not have guessed after watching it but i guess you know we had a lot to unpack with uh asuka and shinji and then we had the rest of the normal episode that we have yeah oh closing thoughts how do you how do you plug feel suit time hmm? oh i feel okay i i, I said plug suit time oh, because yeah. i just made the connection between their plug suits and the fact that we do plugs good one on i like podcast. that yeah there you go yeah i think it's it's a messy episode overall i mean like I don't know. In my brain, I'm just like trying to think of a number, but that's not a fucking thing we do on this show. We don't grade episodes. Just... Yeah, I was. I'll say this. I was really frustrated by the episode when we were watching it, and I feel like when we first started talking, that was like the energy. But now that yeah. I'm kind of like we talked about all of it, including the stuff that I thought was good, I'm feeling more positive. Yeah, but... it's well, that's the thing too. I think discussions can do that, and we kind of paced our conversation to get the heavy stuff out of the way. But like the the experience of like being frustrated watching it, uh, it's like. When we when we compartmentalize our conversations of like here's all the stuff that bothered us and here's the strengths, it's just like the stuff that bothered us was peppered in so frequently. Like it was, yeah. you know, the the pervy stuff is like you know once every five minutes, at, probably once every two minutes. Uh, just like Kaji's bullshit, Asuka being like weirdly sexualized by the everyone by the yeah, like it's weird. It's like by the direction, like there were creative choices. It's not just like these characters are gross. It's like there are creative choices to draw attention to the fact that like they can be gross. We're going to like put them in those situations like the wind blowing up her skirt. Why? Why did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Creatives and air quotes there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, a lot, a lot of things just kind of, yeah, it's, it's just so consistent. And I don't want yeah. to bring down at the end of the episode. But <laughs> yeah, we just had like, we were feeling good. Now it's back to like, damn, this episode sucked, huh? I, I, you know, it's like, it's very <laughs> middle of the road. Like, I, for some reason, I feel like, again, I'm just like, I don't know, a six. But like, I, we don't put numbers on these episodes and I don't want to start. Uh, it's just, 
it really felt like, you know, this episode had some good action, some interesting plot movement. It, it introduced new characters that are going to be a big deal. It's just saddled by so many things that just are frustrating to watch with with no purpose. Not that they would be better with purpose, but it is it's like it's bad. And I'm also mad like an I'm like double mad. I don't know. It feels, it, it feels, <laughs> I'm it feels I don't want to justify bad stuff with narrative themes or purpose. It's just I don't know. It's like. It's I mean, like it helps. It, it's at least it's, you understand why it's being done. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be like, it's frustrating, and this is what it means. It's just this is just frustrating, and it's like a a second complimentary side of frustration that like it didn't have to happen. There's no justification. Yeah, I don't know. There's like six asterisks on what I'm saying, and I just keep going in a circle to be like, put it up. Yeah. Anyway, I give this episode thirty out of fifty feral hogs. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Oh man, I hope people remember that joke in fucking four days when this episode <laughs> right? comes out. Right? It's already like it was a risk. Yeah, it's already like four days. All of them are fucking saying it now. Maybe a week. It's fine. God. Uh. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. It's an episode. Yeah. I I like to I I like discussing media with my good friend Chris. That's the takeaway. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you also like discussing media with your good friend Chris. <laughs> yeah. You can find Joe's good friend Chris on Twitter at Topher Disgrace. Uh, and on various and sundry podcasts and YouTube things, including this time I'll plug Alien Happier Wrestling Federation. We just had one of our monthly pay-per-view things on Thursday, and it was wild for say, many you reasons. You say pay-per-view, it is free to watch. It's free to, re- okay, but like wrestling format it, yes. it is like a big show with lots of title defenses and the big stuff happens on those, but you're correct, it's all free. I would never what charge if, for that. What if, what if your wrestling sense. pay-per-views were with pop culture icons and made by less toxic people and free. Like, it's exclusively better. That's, yeah, exactly. It's the best wrestling product on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Google there Alien Happy Hour Wrestling Federation. It's on YouTube. You got anything else? You good? Uh, no, that's, that's fine for me. What about you? Where, where can they find you? Twitter.com slash Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Make a ton of other podcasts. I don't know which one. Uh, there's going to be a new episode of We Are Watching One Piece soon. If you're, uh, you know, if you want to hear what the not men in America think about um, <laughs> of, of One Piece, we are wrapping up our, uh, well, we're wrapping up the Inus Lobby arc, the post Inus Lobby arc. Um, so we're going to hear uh, Jory's reaction to, like, uh, everyone's new bounty, uh, whoever the fuck Garp is. These words mean things to One Piece fans. Um, but that was an episode we recorded in person. Uh, in fucking like May or whatever, whenever April. When was when was Bloodfest? It was May. It was it was the day before Bloodfest, where Jory and I watched a bunch of anime and then just started talking about it. Uh, and it's great. Uh, everyone should record podcasts in person. There, there's a drastically different energy when it happens. And I forgot, so I've been editing yeah, that. It's, it's be, way better. Yeah, I've been editing that. It'll be out. Uh, pro- it won't be out by the time this episode is probably, but like around the corner, they're monthly episodes. So yeah. That show's good. Uh, I think that's it. You can tweet about this show at, uh, or well, you can use hashtag NervousRexPod. You can add us in those tweets if you want. Make sure we see them. I do like to hear people's thoughts on the anime and our discussion on the anime. There's also the Orange Groves Discord server and a room in there for this show. Uh, You can find the link to that on the website of our network, the Orange Groves. Uh, You can find that at theorangegroves.com. At the bottom of the page, at the bottom of pretty much every page, there's a link to the Discord server, so you can find it there. Uh, I should probably come up with that like, room. Like 
that room pops off too. There's yeah. usually a lot of Ava discussion in there. Lots that's of folks, kind of your jam. Lots of folks are rewatching it. I saw someone in there uh, is rereading the manga or just reading it for the first time and making a lot of comparisons. Which, like, I've been thinking about. Should we like should we read the manga and talk about it on the show? Like, I think we mentioned it last time. I think you said like summer uh evangelion book club or something i was damn it i hate that because i was literally just about to make the same joke again i'm so glad you stopped me yeah i i don't remember who said it or when i think it was probably you but uh that's a thing we could do the thing is we're gonna we're gonna watch the show we're gonna watch into viva we're gonna watch the rebuild movies then we're gonna make a pixar ranking podcast and then we'll come back to the manga we did (laughs) we, we were texting about watching all the pixar movies and ranking them but the thing is the the last rebuild movie, the fourth rebuild movie, is supposedly supposed to come out next year. Uh, I think it was next year, maybe twenty twenty one. But regardless, like there is going to be a gap between three and four that we could either fill or take a break or do both. We could talk about the manga and then you know come back when the movie comes out. Uh, I don't even know what U.S. screenings are gonna look like, but like I'm gonna get wherever Chris is somehow. Uh, Hell yeah, and. You know, like that's, you know, it's quite a ways down the way we do this show every fucking like, you know, every two weeks. But I don't know if I think it would be cool to compare the manga. I don't, I've never actually read it, but I think uh, tell us if, if y'all would be interested in, in doing it. Yeah, do that. And also, I apologize to each and every one of you for saying manga. I was focused on my joke and uh, and and didn't didn't mean to do that. Oh. I know how it's pronounced. Please don't add me. <laughs> don't just don't don't own me online. You can. I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't don't shrink chris into a corn cob <laughs> but yeah um i think that's it i think that's all the stuff uh long episode this time which yeah. is cool oh chris was recently on uh my guitar hero show um oh, that was so much fun it's worth plugging here just one la- one last thing uh you just you referenced earlier 294 note streak is a show where me and my friend riley uh just made a bracket of ra- a randomized bracket of every uh, song that was in the first five Guitar Hero games, or at least like the main ones, one through five. Uh, and we started in calling in ghosts or uh, hosts randomly, not ghosts. The show is not haunted. That'd be so good. <laughs> it is not a. Uh, there's no Ouija boards uh, involved. But you, uh, we we call in random uh, hosts to to help us pick some some stuff. It's easier with a group of three to to break ties. But we brought in Chris for for three episodes. The first one went up last Thursday. The next one will come out next thursday because they the thursdays that this show doesn't come out that one does uh so you can go check that out um it was great it was very fun uh some really really good conversations about metallica's one (laughs) um but yeah i think i think that's all the stuff there is to plug thursdays what a concept thursdays what a concept um also out on thursdays on our network is the argonauts listen to that yeah anyways yeah all the shows on the network are good go listen to them all I think that's it. I think we're done here. We're done. We did it. We did it. We'll give you fan service next time. We'll... (laughs) Bye. Bye. Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every mm, two weeks? We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. 
Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! <laughs> is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song? Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 <laughs> Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music.